You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 Tom Harley's the chief executive of the Sydney Swans. He's with us in the box on AFL Nation. Tom, great to see you. Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Uh, are the, okay, Dan. Are hey, the senses heightened coming into a qualifying final at the MCG? Oh, it's magnificent. It, it only occurred to me, um, Jared, watching uh, 360 the other day that there hasn't been a final here since the 2019 grand final. And I went to that game, so it was. Uh, I, did, I walked to the ground myself. I sat down and watched a quarter of the um, the W by myself and... Uh, uh, I guess in my role, I'm pretty helpless with what happens out there, but um, great to be back here. Is it a, a, a night? Do you feel optimistic coming tonight? Do, are you a naturally, do you feel trepidation? What, what's your mood as you come to the footy for such a big occasion? Oh, I think, I think all, of, all of those things, I'm, as I say, not involved in the, um, the, I guess the performance of the team per se for the next four hours. Um, so I'm a realist as to how much I can control, which is not a lot, but uh, um, naturally a positive person and I think uh, I'm, I'm sure the boys will acquit themselves really well tonight. Round, th- uh, no, what was it? Round 12, wasn't it? So it's a long time ago, but there, to me, I watched the game back during the week. There's a lot of learnings to be had out of that game, isn't there? It was a, we don't get to play at the MCG very often and um, uh, that was actually, a, funnily enough, albeit an away game, it was a big week for the club. We had our, Jared was inducted as a champion of the Sydney Swans and um, we, yeah, had, yeah. we had a uh, we had a heritage focus for the week and uh, great to play the reigning premiers and um, you know the demons jumped us early and yep. uh, five one five five one and then I was actually sitting next to Peter Bedford and uh, and Wills leans over and said we'll be even at half time I said geez you're optimistic Pete but um I remember walking away for, to the bar thing it's going to be a long night <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, 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 I guess the core tenets of our game um, were really um, Honed in that game, I think contested ball and 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 obviously pressure. So it was a, it was a, it was a positive performance. Interesting to hear um, a lot of the, the the talk about who goes to who, who plays on, who expects to get somebody to come to them this week. Looking at that game, you set Mills and Rowbottom to play on Petraka and Oliver, and they flip flopped a couple of times. You know, looking out for each other, but it wasn't the dogs going head to head. You know, it wasn't Parker, it wasn't Warner who's had an awesome year. It was Mills and Rowbottom. And a lot of the time you have to back in and trust the boys who've done the job in that season and say, I'm backing you again. Otherwise, there's a vote of no confidence. Sometimes players can feel that. Will that happen again? Uh, I'm, and I, I'm genuine on this. I don't know the specific matchups, but I do know our midfield group um, are very focused on two-way two-way midfield midfield work they play on and off an opponent and and obviously relish the contest and uh, you know, it made great to see Callum Mills acknowledged as an All-Australian for yep. the year that he's had and and Rowie I think has ended up in the top five for tackles in the competition mm-hmm. and, and Luke's done it for a long time so um, you know I, I'm sure that they'll be uh, they'll be relishing the contest up against um, what's been the benchmark midfield of the competition for the past couple of years. 
Yeah, I was actually having a look at that uh, midfield during the week and comparing it to some of the great midfields. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's if they can get a, another big win, then all of a sudden, you know, they're going up in history. You've got Keating, Voss, Blackheart, Ashcroft and Lappin. That's a 2003. And you've got Gorn, Jackson, Petrarca, Oliver, Viney, Brayshaw and Harms. I mean, this is, I think, when I come here, it's, it's the extent of the challenge. The midfield group of Melbourne is supreme. And yet you're coming into the game with... Hickey and Reed as Rucks, Parker, Warner, Mills and Rowbottom. They're guys who are playing better than their reputations. And they've already got a win against this, this same all-powerful uh, midfield with that particular day. Max had 28 possessions and kicked three goals for memory. So they won't be daunted despite the reputations of this uh, all-conquering midfield. Yeah, I think there's enormous respect, Jared, for the the Melbourne midfield. Clearly, as I said, they've been they've been the benchmark, um, and uh, I know our guys um, they pride themselves on on effort and contest. And um, I think from memory, I watched the game too during the week. Uh, Derman um, Brayshaw played half back, and he's yeah. obviously gone into the midfield yeah. again. So um, it'll be a different looking game. At, uh, but you touched on Max's game that night; it was extraordinary. Yeah. And obviously, went forward and, and kicked goals. Uh, one of the better individual games I'd suggest for the year so um, we'll have our work cut out for us for sure So when your team looks down the line and they're held up you, you clearly you can win if Max is marking the ball down the line in stationary play but when you have Max and Stephen May there it's different because they really do wax and they force you to take risks by their presence mm. May is one of these guys that cricketers get scared by fast bowling mm. Shane Warne was the first bowler we saw that scared them just with his method. The method of Melbourne scares teams into making decisions that they probably shouldn't. And May has a huge say in that. He didn't play in round 12. No, that's right. He didn't. Um, so the, the teams were different. Um, uh, Franklin also didn't play that particular Correct. game. Yeah. So that part of the ground will look different tonight. And, and you're right with regard to the... Um, with you know, they're really great defenders. They they are fierce and physical in the contest, um, but they also provide. It sounds a bit strange. They provide almost visual pressure when you look up and you see a player. And, and I'd you know I'd like to think that we've got some pretty um, pretty honest, probably more than honest, key defenders who play similar roles as well. But uh, but certainly Stephen May's uh, he, a bit like we speak. Max being the the benchmark ruckman. Stephen May's probably the benchmark fullback. So isn't he? if if we were to go down and see the whiteboard, and, and I know you appreciate that you said you haven't been intricately involved in in the planning of the team, would we see? You know, steer clear of Stephen May, Max. Don't give the ball hang time in their area, or would that just be something your boys know? I think. I mean, I think when you're preparing for any game, um, there's obviously a a large emphasis on opposition and opposition analysis, and and clearly a focus on what we do as well. Um, You know, I think. uh, I'm not 100% sure what ball movement stat actually is, but it's. Uh, I know we rank quite well in it. Um, and to the eye, you know, we, we can move the ball around well, so uh, I'm sure that uh, it will play away. That's uh, I figured it must have <laughs> it must have been that, but we do. We you know that's that's obviously a strength of, of ours as well, and um, uh, I'm sure that'll be front of mind for the boys as well. Tom, two years ago, yes, we we were uh, beset by COVID. And uh, the Swans, given their, their structure and how they operate as a business, were hit pretty hard because it's very much a, uh, a spectator-based um, financial result. I saw during the week 55,000 members. How's the club responded? How's, how has the, the business responded through the first year post 
COVID to a degree. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a, it, we have a, a unique model. We, we're very reliant. I mean, all clubs are reliant on, let's just call them bums on seats. We are very reliant on bums on seats um, with, our, with our arrangement we've got at the SCG. So when those taps are turned off, it was difficult, and yep. we posted a $6.1 million loss. Um, we needed to reset the business from that point of view. We needed to focus on... Um, yield per membership as much as tally um, so we, we made some structural changes internally um, and like all clubs I guess from a performance point of view the, the soft cap reduction was uh, you know $3.8 million and um, we made significant the turnover in our footy department you know from say 40 full-time heads down to 30 the 30 who remain 55% of them were new as well mm. we made significant change so we took it as an opportunity as challenging as it was um, uh, and obviously from a playing, the player's point of view, um, coming through as a younger team. So, um, But we are relying as a business model on, on bums on seats and what drives bums on seats is footy performance. So we'll always be a footy performance first club, football club. So how is footy going in New South Wales from an a, a umbrella point of view then? Yeah, it's a, I've got a real passion for it. I, I worked uh, for the AFL up there when I first moved to Sydney and now have kids playing at the, in, in the local junior leagues. Um, COVID was very difficult, um, like it was down here. Um, one of the unique aspects, and Gerald would know this, the unique aspects of junior football or community football in Sydney is the grounds are shut when it rains. and Even a cloud will shut them. A, a, a cloud on a Tuesday will shut it for a Saturday. And mm. um, to me, that was unheard of. So trying to bounce out of COVID with participation when we've had an extremely wet year has meant that a season, say, of junior footy of 14 games, they've only played six or seven mm. games. Wow. So it's, it's, there are some challenges around that. But in terms, of, in terms of the club, you know, membership's really strong. Participation in our area is really strong. And um, we launched our AFLW season last week and had 9,000 people at North Sydney Oval. Awesome. Um, it was just extraordinary. Yeah. And, um, and so that, that sort of group of participants, young girls coming through is uh, a real opportunity in Sydney. How would you compare John Longmire to Bomber Thompson? <laughs> Both got great nicknames, Bomber and Horse. Um, uh, actually, actually quite similar in a lot of ways. Um, from a football philosophy, very similar. Um, you know, as a player coming through under Bomber, he was defence first, let's teach the basics right, and ruthless defence, um, and, uh, and, and John's the same. So... Um, John, I would say John's more of a relationship builder than, than Bomber was, but I also think that's probably the time as well with, with, with players coming through. I, I think Bomber learnt from Sheeds and under Pagan as an assistant coach, and there was a, you know, let's strike a bit of fear and channel a message through the captain, so I was on the end of a lot of those. But, <laughs> um, uh, but from a footy fundamentals point of view, very similar. You are one of the learned uh, football minds who sits on this side of the boundary, and occasionally we put a microphone in your hand. You're one of the few who's played on Lance Franklin and can now talk about it. And now he's no longer a foe. He's a friend. Mm. How's Lance's game changed since when you played on him and what he does now? <laughs> well, firstly... And how'd you go? How'd, yeah, okay. In your own assessment. So I played on Lance Franklin around 22, 2006 um, and tore my hamstring trying to chase him down the wing and, uh, and we got smashed at, at, the, the, cats, at, the, at dome. the dome. Yeah. <laughs> at the dome. So... Um, I haven't torn a hamstring chasing him since, but he, he, he's been obviously fantastic for our club and still such a presence, and he will be again tonight. Um, I think his, his overall maturity within a playing group, so his leadership, um, has certainly evolved. And the one thing that caught me, didn't catch me off guard, but that I certainly noticed and wasn't necessarily expecting, is just his love for the game. He's, he just loves the game. He's a massive competitor, a bit of a Pied Piper, um, 
so uh, you know he's he's just been a marvel for our footy club. So he play on next year then. I hope he plays on next year. And and it, it, obviously there's been a lot of talk and. Um, we're very comfortable with him parking conversations. He's just focusing on the here and now. And uh, once that decision was made, uh, we're very comfortable with that. It's actually been a good decision, hasn't it? It's just taken it, all the heat out of it. It's taken it off the uh, back page of the papers and yeah. footy's the focus. I think so. And, and once you step back from the emotion of it, Jared, it, it's a really sensible decision as well at the same time. So um, he will have a little strut out there tonight. He hasn't played a final at the MCG for a little while. So, uh, um, and footy's good when Lance is up and about. So, did you hear the rumours during the day that he was out? I got a text about. I got a text about that, which did prompt me to ask the question. Yes. But no, Lance is fine. <laughs> Gary Ablett was out every Friday, wasn't he? There's <laughs> always that <laughs> rumour going around. Are, are you in the running for the AFL job still? Uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I went on air. It seems about six or seven weeks ago. Um, about the process and and uh, start of that, and there hasn't been any further movement to my knowledge. So um, we'll we'll wait and see. Are you in conversations with Leon Cameron about a potential role next year? We and I, I can say, I mean, Leon. One thing about the Swans and the Giants is we work really hard together off the field and got to know Leon. And uh, once, even though you hate each other, they hate each other on the field. Make no mistake about that. But once once um, you know, Leon certainly flagged that Sydney is an option for him, and so. He's a highly respected football person in Sydney and we had a chat, but um, uh, he's obviously working through what he wants to do post-coaching at the moment. But if there was an opportunity, we'd like to explore that. The, we saw the Sunday afternoon against Collingwood and it was a throwback for the SCG. You'll either host a preliminary final or a semi-final. How big an occasion will, will that be? Can you already forecast that? Oh, look, it would be enormous and... and um, I guess that's that's the that's the benefit of finishing in the top four. So so we deserve that opportunity, and we hope it's in a fortnight's time, not in um, seven days' time. But uh, I think for those who were there, or those who certainly watched on TV that round twenty-two game against Collingwood, I'd expect a, a replica of that. It was it was quite a quite a day, wasn't it? It was uh, you know forty-four and a half thousand, the second largest home and away crowd since uh, uh, Sydney have been the Swans have been in Sydney, and uh, great to see. Um, the city get behind the team. It was it was really exciting. What's the capacity of the stadium now? It's about forty six. So once you start to hit anything over about forty one, you're starting to talk about site restricted seats. So those last couple of thousand, you're not seeing a lot of footy, but you're soaking up the atmosphere. Are there any plans? So obviously the Sydney Stadium debate is a hotbed topic for the NRL tonight. Yep. Yeah. Are there any plans at all to? Um, refurb the SCG? Yeah, that would be the next. I mean, a bit unfair for me to talk on behalf of Venues New South Wales and the New South Wales government, but I, I would expect that um, a redevelopment of one of the stands at the SCG would be the next major infrastructure project in Sydney. Yeah, because for cricket and for footy, it, it is needed. It's a majestic ground, but it is needed. It's a very nostalgic ground, yeah. but you, you know... Oh, we're next door to the new Allion Stadium and that's a pretty shiny new toy at the end of Driver Avenue. Yeah. Um, and the SCG members are members of both, so uh, absolutely that would be a focus, I'm sure. Terrific. So just as we let you go, um, team finishes top four, qualifying final, we'll see. Are you ahead of schedule, do you reckon? We were talking about the 18 to 23s everybody is when it comes to Sydney. Do you, do you feel like you might be just a fraction ahead of schedule with this team? I, I, th I think when you finish in the top four off the back of a final series, we're, we're where we want to be right now. Um, uh, we've got great confidence in the group coming through um, and uh, we're competing tonight as if we're right in amongst it. One final one, Peter Laddams. It was a 
very ill-disciplined decision. He's had an interesting year. He's been some good and some horrible. How did the club handle that? Yeah, look, it was um, that was handled in, internally with John, and um, John was on record saying he was really disappointed about that. Pete's made some great gains, and, and he had that stretch in the middle of the year that when Hick was out that were really important. Yeah. game here against Melbourne was yeah. one of them. So um, he's disappointed. He knows he's let the team down. Um, but in saying all that, he's a long-term project for us. Tom, it's good to see you. Good luck for tonight. Thanks so much for having me. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.